Authors Over 50, Writing in Life's Sweetest Third. Authors Over 50's weekly podcast celebrates writers and their journeys to publication. Writing after 50 is a whole story on its own, so let's skip to Life's Sweetest Third and talk with authors about their journey from pen to publish. Welcome, I'm Julia Daly, your host, and I invite you to listen to interviews with writers who've achieved their goal of publishing a book just later in life. We've seen award lists for under 30 or under 40, but I've yet to see lists for those who've achieved a significant milestone of their own, launching a new career and publishing their first book after the age of 50. We will hear about these authors' inspirations, struggles, strategies, and the smell of that first book. These writers' journeys inspire me because I'm one of them. My guest today is an award-winning nonfiction writer and photographer living at 9,000 feet in the Rocky Mountains with her husbands and their dogs, Joy and Hope. She tells her story in words and photographs. Her husband first brought her to their little mountain village on their honeymoon in the summer of 1977. She has a master's in education and has taught about every age level from preschool to graduate school. She also has a BFA in theater and has performed in community theater as well as in a television advertisement. She writes an award-winning column for the town's newspaper, The Silver World, but most of her unscheduled days are spent reading, writing, and walking with her camera in hand. Welcome to Authors Over 50, Julie Stevens. Thank you kindly, Julia. It's a pleasure to be here. Julie, our opening question on Authors Over 50 is always, what took you so long to write your first book? I wonder if I'm the first person to answer this differently. Having a book was never on my agenda. I never had a burning book to write. I've always written. I've always uh, written nonfiction, letter writing and um, diaries and journals. But it wasn't until my husband, we're a good balance for each other. It wasn't until about 20 years ago when we still lived in suburbia and uh, the university offered a uh, course on publishing. He had this idea that he, do you remember the uh, old show and tell that kids had, it had the record on top and the film strip and it told the story. Well, he wanted to take the Bible plays for children. That was his inspiration and make it into a book. Uh, he created the uh, props and the um, costumes to go with it because of my theater background. He asked for my input. And I thought, well, if he can do that, he can do that because I love to write. I love to write about where we live, incorporating my photographs are in all of them. So, um, and also I can only do so much at one time and do a good job of it. And we have two children to raise and I homeschooled them for part of it. And uh, so life, but it was never my ambition until my husband started then. And uh, wow. What a journey and what a great place to be in retirement <laughs> for his writers. They'll never have to retire. Well, it's wonderful that he was your inspiration for that. And, and yeah. prob 
probably you have been that for him as well, if y'all have been married as long as you have. Yes, I like to say he's my compass, my balance, and I make his life a lot more interesting and exciting. <laughs> so we balance each other out. Well, that's a great combination. Once you wrote this manuscript, how did you proceed? Did you search for an agent, decide to choose a hybrid, a small press, or did you self-publish? Well, um, because of the course that we took, we only knew, knew about self-publishing. We had really gone by the seat of our pants with this. Um, and him being an electrical engineer, as it's changed, that has really helped. But so we we self-published our books. Um, in the beginning, it was it was so exciting that people wanted to spend their money on our books. Um, we have them for sale in the little a uh, couple of the little gift shops or the museum gift shop in town here. And of course on Amazon in the beginning, that's that's all we knew about. And maybe that's all there was 20 years ago. Um, but as time's gone on and we've uh, we've learned more and we've, he's been able to, with his uh, engineering skills, put us out there. So now we're wherever books are sold. And uh, we no longer have to go through Amazon and go get the book in the basement and <laughs> the post office and mail it. Um, it's just all technology. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's what's worked for us. I did. I, I, I had learned it's been such a process. I had learned more. Uh, through Jane Freeman um, and started to with with my my most recent book, Mountain Mutts, was the only, because I like, I want to get it out in the world more. I, it's great that it's in Lake City where we live, and it's great that it's on Amazon, but how can I get it out in the world more? And that's been a, an interesting process. And I did try, I, I had joined um, other writing groups, and I did try a little bit with the um, going the agent way. And I even got a couple of handwritten encouraging notes, but I was also still editing. And I guess I was impatient. I love this book. I love it. It just, so I, I self-published it too. <laughs> That's what we did. Well, your husband inspired you to write a book, but then how did you decide what you were going to write about? Oh, well, it's easy since I write, or it's easy for me since I write nonfiction, um, my life and my photographs inspire me. And I'd like to be not, I don't want to go too much this way, but people come up here to be refreshed and to be inspired. And I like to think that my books do that. And my readers let me know that my writing does that to them. So it makes me feel good that I am like giving something to people, um, with my photographs and my writing. And, um, so yeah, and, and the column that I write um, also is is all is all a part of that. It's about the area where you live. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like this is this is an enigma, right? People love to come up here, Texas people, to escape the heat. <laughs> How you doing in Texas with the heat, right? Uh, but but they don't want to live here, and that's that works for us too because 
That's what makes it so special that we're such a tiny, I bet 200 people don't live up here full time. People might put it on the census because this is where their house is, but they don't live here full time. Um, they spend a lot of the month somewhere else. And yeah, it's like, why would you want to do that, right? This was never the plan. God or the universe, somebody had a much better plan than we ever did. Um, we just love it. It's it's almost hard to explain. It's like, why would you want to climb a mountain? Um, because it's there. <laughs> right? right, because it's, it's hard and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. I mean, it's all wrapped up in life. Um, we've only got one life and we got to get out of our comfort zone sometimes and go do hard stuff and then go, wow, I did that. <laughs> well, what about your writing routine? I know that you write a, a column and, and you've written these books. So are you a morning person, a night person? Do you write every day? Definitely morning. In the morning is when I'm most energized when it's most quiet, when it's most peaceful, when I, um, I, I usually walk first and get my coffee, but uh, then, then write. Um, I, I do write every day, but not necessarily on uh, the current project. And I, I carry, I carry a notebook, a tiny, like a, like a um, school homework assignment pad with me. And I jot ideas down or I'm constantly and our phones are so handy with the camera taking pictures and the pictures will remind me what I wanted to write about. But I've been working on this one column and um, for uh, for several months because we have life. We oh, my gosh, we could have that tea and talk, Julia. We we we've had so much going on, as has the person I'm writing about. But we have a little movie theater up here and. I wondered, why did Phil think that was a good idea to build a movie theater up here um, with so few people? And it's such an interesting story to me. And he's been so patient as I've gone back and forth asking him questions. So that's been something I've been, and of course, as you know, rewriting. <laughs> you write your story and then you rewrite it a thousand times. Uh, and it gets better and better, hopefully. And I have writers groups that I, uh, in fact, um, my I'm really, re I told him I'm really tying this up with a pretty bow. I think we've got it together, Phil. And I have this writer group Saturday that I'm reading it for them and say, what do y'all think? You got any ideas to make it better? But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a morning person, but it does go on somewhat all the time. <laughs> Well, tell us about any specific books or seminars or writing retreats or those groups that you mentioned that you can share that have improved your writing journey. Again, God, the universe, my husband. So my husband likes to, um, um, I think it's called Great, um, Great Books, where you listen to the experts explain there. And he goes, Julie, this, this was about five, six years ago, we've never heard of Jane Freeman. He goes, Jane Freeman is, she's talking about um, publishing. And so we started listening to that. Well, that just snowballed was the domino effect. I, I, I was like, um, so she, she mentioned uh, Authors Guild through that. 
And through, uh, through Authors Guild, I was not on Facebook. I am not a social media person. I, mm, through Authors Guild, they were saying, you have to get on Facebook. You, ju you just, you have to, that's part of. So I did, and again, somebody's looking out after me. I'm finding all these Facebook writers groups that, <laughs> that and I think technology tries to help you too. I mean, I don't even know how I find some of the people I do, like you. You know, it's it's like it's like buying something on Amazon. If you like this, you might like this. You might like this. So um, there's writers groups on Facebook uh, that have led me to other things. I the the children's uh, society of children's book writers and illustrators. Um, I was at a conference online. I am you're easy to talk to. This is one on one. I'm very shy in a large group. And um, even before COVID, it wasn't my cup of tea to get on a plane and go fly across the country. <laughs> but but COVID has been such a good excuse as we've got these Zoom meetings to, um, to expand our horizon from in our little writer's nook. And uh, sometimes there's people from all over the world we're in all these different time zones, and it's just fascinating. It's a lovely way to get to know people and to get to know our people who understand us. We we writers are a strange group of people. I don't know. And uh, it's it's just it's just lovely. And uh, you know, I may I may try to get an agent at some point. I've got a, a lot of other stories um, and books, and uh, sometimes these conferences will lead to that. You'll take somebody's class and you remind them. And so. You might want to check out Carrie Barnum. She is with New Shelves Books and she. I know her. Oh yes. She gives a free um, class or answers questions every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, and it's New Shelves Books, but she'll answer any questions that authors have. So she's been a good resource as well. Yes, Carrie's a doll. Um, she, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I, I don't know how I found her. Um, somebody's looking out after me, but I was like, "How do you get your books in libraries?" And she had the answer. <laughs> so yeah, she is a she is a wealth of information. Well, we're talking about publicity and getting our book out there. Have you found anything that's worked for you or maybe that you've tried that didn't work? Well, everything I've tried works a little bit. And I think that's that's what it is, a bunch of little bits. Um, oh, so here's, here's, so again, my husband, he helped design a uh, bookmark. So, so uh, my uh, picture book, um, Joyce Tale, Mountain Nuts Joyce Tale is my favorite book. It's not my first book, but it's my favorite, partly because children. I don't think we travel quite a bit, but we travel a couple times a year. We'll take a vacation and then our kids don't live here, so we'll go visit them. And I was taking the bookmarks to um to the airport and um giving giving them out to people. And um I was I was thinking now, how would I act as a parent if this lady came up to my child, but I make eye contact with the parent. I've been a teacher anyway. 
this one little girl. So so uh, we usually have to fly out. It's it's hard getting out of where we are, but eventually we make it to Denver on a plane and fly out of Denver. Well, people are coming from all over the world, and this little girl was from Australia, and um, all to say is. My books have, have, you know, we find out that a book, a couple of books have been sold in Australia. And her dad said, oh, here's your, here's my phone. Show her your dog on, you know, so um, just getting, getting out of your comfort zone, talking to people one-on-one, and then I'll share with other writer friends, you know, I'll do this with your, your bookmark or your card, whatever you have, just send it to my house or the post office and, you do it with mine. So, you know, that that is another way. Um, readings at the library, just calling and ask. And they're so receptive. They're so kind. You know, it's hard. It's hard putting yourself out there. But I haven't found anybody that's been anything but kind and, and uh, receptive. And to have children say, I love that story. It just, um, yeah, so... Um, my newspaper publisher, not my newspaper publisher, but the newspaper publisher where I write my column has been so kind to um, publicize my book. He said, put it in your Christmas stocking. <laughs> um, people, you know, I mean, I didn't ask him to do that. He just, so it's just been a, it's been a delightful way to meet people and find out how nice people are. <laughs> and look at you, what what you do to help writers, you know, it's uh and I, I don't, again, I don't know how I found you. Somebody, <laughs> it's all the universe writing God. <laughs> well, it's a very generous community and we all want to share. I've never been involved with any anything like it in the corporate world where I worked. And and so it, it's very nice to just pass on the, the tips and uh, inspirations yeah. that we each have to each other. So that that's been very nice in this community. And I know the libraries are a great resource, probably in your little town in my little town, we don't have gift shops in the libraries, but a lot of libraries do have gift shops where you can sell books, consign books with them, but they, they certainly have book clubs in all the genres and that's a great way to have an author talk with them yeah they put um a flyer up on the bulletin board and you know people came and they let me put my bookmarks there and the children were like had their little hands out i want a bookmark with joy's picture on it so um yeah and the libraries bought some books and uh, the the our town is so tiny that one library has in another town, they, you know, the same people. So I read there, even though it's a different town with different people in a physical different library, they were all connected. It's kind of like the writing community. You're like, well, what is them? <laughs> I've never met them in person, but yeah. 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 Julie, tell us a little bit about the passage you brought to share today and then read from your book so we can hear your tone and voice. Well, I'll tell you, like I tell the children, I probably don't do this like other writers. I have to have it face to me. And then let's see where my camera is. Then I'll put it um, so you can see the pictures. Because again, this is a true story. And um, the photographs all came together to help inspire and pull the story together. So this is called Mountain Mutt's Joy's Tale. 
story and photographs by Julie A.R. Stevens. That's another thing. My name was something I was asking my writers group. I said, Julie Stevens is so, I feel like vanilla or common to put my, but I don't want to, anyway, so I, Anne and Redikowski are my middle and my maiden name. So I put Julie A.R. Stevens recently. So there'll be all kinds of um, Julie Stevens or Julie A.R. Stevens. Anyway, Mountain Mutt's Joyce Tale. This is a picture of one of the mountains where I live. And I have to close the huge window in my writing nook or close the shade because the sun is so brilliant right now. But I have the most beautiful views. Um, I don't need to go on a writing retreat. I live in one. Once there were two friends who loved each other very much. Winter was older. Spring was bigger. Winter was the leader. Spring was the follower. Wherever winter went, spring followed. Spring did not remember a time when her beloved friend was not right there. When winter thought an almost empty peanut butter container was delicious, spring wanted one too. So there we have the dogs together and Truly, spring followed everything winter did. Winter and spring played frequently. When winter went down to the river, spring followed. Spring was so content, so happy to snuggle with her friend. So I wanted to show you this uh, this picture without the other one. So there, there they are snuggling together. It's just, and there's the river right outside and down below that I can hear with the windows open and where we go every day. <clears throat> Beautiful dogs. Then mm. one day, winter died. Spring was sad. She felt miserable. Winter was spring's dearest friend and winter was gone. Spring was despondent. Spring didn't have an appetite or energy to do anything. She didn't want an almost empty peanut butter container. She didn't want to play by the river. She missed snuggling with her friend. The whole house was hushed with big, sad sighs and tears. When winter died, it was a sad, sad time for the whole family. Day after day, there was no joy. After a long time, the family couldn't cry or be sad anymore. A puppy is what they needed. The puppy's name will be Joy. Yes, Joy is what the family needs. This is Joy. She is a little tiny puppy with an enormous responsibility. Spring needs her. What Joy doesn't know yet is that she needs Spring too. So this, this is Joy. And my husband named her um, because she... She did spring, she did bring spring back. But I think I'll stop here and um, leave the listeners with wondering what was it that spring helped joy with? Because like friends, as they ended up being, they help each other. 
They really do. We have Memphis Bell and Texas Star, and uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> they they have wonderful personalities. They're they're a lot like people, you know. They have really different personalities, and they they do bring us so much joy. So that's an apt name for that that little puppy. Yes, yeah. Do you? edit out of your book anything in particular when you're writing for children do you have to think differently than writing for adults boy that's a good question but no in fact um i had somebody tell me who i don't think knew diddly about children um despondent you know like that's a huge word and i said have you read peter rabbit <laughs> and, uh, Peter Rabbit's kind of my inspiration, and um, which was also self-published originally. Um, no, you don't. You don't dumb books down for children. Um, children can also they can understand on a higher level than they can read themselves. Um, so, so no, um, you don't. You don't change it. Uh, you might. Well, I don't write anything that wouldn't be appropriate anyway. So. <laughs> Well, and children are living in a world that's full of very harsh realities. And I think teaching them about uh, how sad we are when an, a pet dies or when a human dies, you know, is, exactly. is very important about how to handle their feelings because we, we do need to express our feelings. Exactly. And children also love, I, I've had more adults tell me, that they say, read me that true life story about the real dogs. Um, there's something so special and unique about a story that, I mean, I like fiction too, though I do like my fiction more closer to reality than totally out there. But um, there's just something so special about this really happened. Yeah. Julie, what does writing success look like to you personally? Boy, has that been a journey. At first it was, people are buying our books. This is exciting. Um, and with my column, it started with, well, hello, having somebody say, I would like you to write for my newspaper and and um, pay you money. And um, having, you know what really though touches me? I mean, the reason I think writers write um, or that we write, if we wanted to get it out in the world, we don't just write for ourselves, is for the reader. And to have readers tell me that something I wrote is relatable or that really touched them, that is that is the best. Um, and to have children say, oh, I love that story. Um, or to have an adult tell me um, that they gave the book to a child in their life you know how little children who can't read yet sort of memorize a book and they'll have their stuffed toys all around and they're reading the book to the stuffed toy. To have my book in Australia, to have um, some of the books have gone to um, Germany or, um, I mean, that's just, it's mind boggling. I'm I, So it can only get better and better. Right? It's gone from people are paying money for our books to all these different, uh, so it just gets better and better. My ultimate, and you know, I mean, who knows if we'll if I'll live to see this, but I would love to have Mountain Mutt's Joy's Tale on every child's bookshelf next to Peter Rabbit for it to be that 
important in um, in a nursery. In a uh, well, it's it's appropriate for however young you want to read to a child to them taking it to their babysitters, uh, taking it to go babysit, um, and to read to the children that they're babysitting. Oh, and here's something exciting. Again, my brilliant husband said, like, like, why don't we just do this? Why don't we make a Spanish version? And um, I'm like, and how would we do that? My brilliant husband, he did it with AI. And then we went to um, a bilingual teacher that um, I met on Facebook. She used to live here in, in the little town where we do, but now she lives in Texas. And she went over the AI and then the Spanish teacher here um, in our little school here went over what she did. And um, she's using it in her classroom. And uh, fingers crossed prayer said, she said she's going to do what's required to send the Spanish version to, with my permission, with my blessing, to um, Scholastics to see if they're interested in it. Now, I don't, I, I'm very, very protective about the original. I'm not willing to give that up, but that would be awesome. How many different language books I wonder Scholastic has, that would bring attention to, to everything. So see, it just, it just snowballs. You just kind of stand back and go, wow, just mind blowing. <laughs> Yes, you can certainly get foreign translations and have your books sold all over the world. You could do that. And and another thing I was thinking about as you were reading and I was seeing the beautiful photography is that you could you could have a little version of joy made and you could sell the stuffed animal along with the book. You know, I thought of that. How? How do we do that? How do we do that, Julia? We can figure it out. <laughs> I would, and and it's got to be high quality. It's got yeah. to be it's got to be soft. I gave my grandchildren each one as they had their second birthday. They got a teddy bear from Juju, and it was soft. It fit in their arms just so. So I have thought of that, but it needs to be high quality and soft. And um, yeah. Well, the ju the jujus can figure it out because I'm juju to my grandchildren as well. I love it. We will. We'll figure that out. Yes. Well, as always, our last interview question is our writers over 50 are quite unique. Do you have advice for writers 50 and above? You know, as I thought about that question, it's like it's life. It's, it's um, not just writers and it's not just being 50 or above, though we have obviously less time, do it. We only have one life. Um, get out of that comfort zone. It's going to be okay. It really, really is. And you'll be so happy and so proud of the results, but just do it. For writing in particular, write. If you wanna write, write. If you want to write for yourself or if you want to write for to get it out into the world, the first thing you have to do is write. And I like having feedback from people I admire and respect there. Uh, so you go, you take writing classes, you meet other people, you reach out. This last one I took, I'm like, 
is anyone interested in a writing group? And three other gals did. And um, it's all, we write creative nonfiction. And um, I, and I'm also in another group that I, that I, I was able to get in from the beginning that's larger and that has a couple of, of men in it. And it's good to get their perspective too, um, who are all over the place with their writing. The, so when you get other people's input, it really helps your own writing. It really makes it better. So that's what I would suggest. Get in writer, write, get in writer's groups, get other people's feedback and get on writer's group and Facebook and hook up with with Julia Daly and, and uh, Carrie. <laughs> there's just there's people out there who want to get writers um, as help give give them as much help as they possibly can. Jane Freeman is a well, I have never emailed that lovely lady that she has not responded. Um, they're out there just waiting to help you. <laughs> That's great advice today and and I'm excited that that we're speaking juju to juju and exactly we're sharing our legacy in the world. One of my granddaughters chose my book as, a book to read in high school and write a book report because she said oh. not everybody's grandmothers write books. Oh. So we are <laughs> we are leaving a legacy in, in this world. So I'm I'm very proud of that and proud you're leaving one in your mountain town and far beyond. So thank you, Julie, for being with us today because now we can count you among our authors over 50. Thank you kindly, Julia. You're a blessing and a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Please look for Authors Over 50 every Thursday when we will have conversations with accomplished debut novelists over the age of 50. Please subscribe and share with a friend. And check out my own publication journey after 50 at www.juliadaily, that's D-A-I-L-Y, like dailynewspaper.com. Until next time, keep reading and writing. And remember, it's never too late to fulfill a dream in life's sweetest third.